You're listening to Real Paranormal Talk with Jeff Trelowitz, part of CKCC Radio. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Podbean. And now your host, Jeff Trelowitz. And welcome back to episode number 96 of Real Paranormal Talk here on CKCC Radio. As always, my name is Jeff, and we are the home of all things spooky. Spooky when it comes to CKCC Radio. Episode number 96, and we're getting closer and closer to that 100th episode. I am psyched for that. I can't even tell you. So, yeah. Uh, And we are, you know, just barely a month away from Halloween. So, yeah. It's it's almost the perfect time of year. Aww. And I will tell you this. I bought what will probably be the last Halloween costume I will ever buy. And I'm looking forward to trying it on tomorrow because, you know, I've, I've had a hard week this week and six straight days of work. And so my reward for uh, surviving six days without a murder charge will be trying on the Halloween costume. It's not scary. It's not spooky. It is something that, uh, let me just say it'll rock your socks off. So that's a little tease. I'll tell you a little bit more about it as we get closer to Halloween. In the meantime, it's been a while since I did the Paranormal Road Trip, so this is going to be the third Paranormal Road Trip episode. For those who are not familiar with the concept, uh, I'm going to pick three states. I picked them at random, and I'm going to tell you the one place if I could go on a paranormal investigation in that state, the one place I would go. Uh, One of them is kind of... I'm just going to cheat because I can... Because this is my show. So, yeah, we'll get to that in just a minute. Uh, I will say, though, I have talked about a few of these places already on other episodes. And again, that's okay, because it's my show. So let's go ahead and talk about the first stop on this week's Paranormal Road Trip. It's something I discussed all the way back in episode number 20. And that tells you how long ago it's been. We are going to go to someplace in Tennessee. And the place that I choose is the Bell Witch Cave. The Bell Witch Witch has always been something that has uh, grabbed my attention. So, of course, I want to really go there and investigate. For those of you not familiar with the Bell Witch and don't want to go all the way back to episode number 20, I don't blame you. Widely considered by ghost hunters and paranormal investigators as America's most haunted location, the story of the Bell family dates back to 1804. John Bell moved his wife Lucy and their children from North Carolina to Robertson County, Tennessee, when he purchased 320 acres of farmland along the Red River. The family lived a peaceful life for 13 years, but in the summer of 1817, the family would experience things that would change their lives forever. Insert spooky laugh here. <laughs> what started as, a, as seeing strange animals on the, on the farm led to hearing eerie sounds in their cabin. Several accounts varied on who or what was causing the disturbances or why they were tormenting the entire family. The sounds the family heard escalated to a voice speaking directly to them until it could be heard in every room of the house, while especially terrorizing John's youngest daughter, Betsy, with beatings that left her unconscious. 
The notoriety of this unseen force spread throughout the countryside and left the Bell family with people camping out on their farm by the hundreds, hoping to witness the strange phenomenon. The Bell Witch, as it became known, vowed to kill John and subsequently took credit for his death three years later on December 20, 1820, when a vial was found next to his deathbed with a strange liquid inside. John Bell's death was attributed to the Bell Witch, making Tennessee the only state to recognize a person's death to the supernatural. The Bell Witch was also known for her accurate predictions of the future and her vows to John Bell's children of, their, of her return in future years. Did the Bell Witch actually return? Or did it never leave? I guess you'll have to decide. I mean, the fact that Tennessee actually says, okay, this witch is the one that killed John Bell on the death certificate. I mean, that right there, if that doesn't make you want to go investigate, I don't know what will. Uh, and there's a cave not really close to the Bell family farm, but that is where they suspect the witch lives. I do know that uh, Ghost Adventures did an episode from there. And it was pretty spooky. So that is my choice for the Bell Witch. Or for Tennessee, I mean. Now, earlier I talked about cheating. And I've decided I won't do that. I had said that I would only pick one location, not one city. So that when it comes to St. Augustine, I can't just say... Or when it comes to Florida, I can't say I just want to investigate all of St. Augustine. Because that would be cheating. Uh, I'm not going to do Florida right now. That did not come up on my randomizer. So instead, we're going to go to Massachusetts. And it would be easy for me to go ahead and just say, we're going to only talk about Salem. And again, that would be cheating. We, I did an episode about witches, which of course I wound up talking about Salem there. Because I mean, the two of them are pretty much well connected. I also did... Uh, so yeah... Uh, so instead, I'm going to go ahead and pick one location in Salem because I don't want to be a cheater, cheater, pumpkin eater. And I will bring up Proctor's Ledge. Proctor's Ledge is where they believe most of the executions for the Salem witchcraft trials happened. You would think it would be at a place called Gallows Hill, but it wasn't because of the geography of the place and... Uh, Proctor's Hill is named after John Proctor, who was one of the people who was convicted of being a witch, along with his uh, daughter and his wife. Local legend has it that a lady in white frequents Proctor's Ledge. Some visitors claim to have caught sight of her, though others catch only her disembodied voice. Visitors have also encountered cold spots and incandescent orbs. Are these the souls of those that lost their lives to the Salem Witch Trials? This Proctor's Ledge contain the residual energy of those unjust, unjustly executed. If the bodies of the beloved were left to the crevice, these spirits may have attached to the site. The superstitious certainly, certainly think so. So, I mean, if you're going to go somewhere, why not go to the location where they believe most, if not, all of the executions happened because if any spot is going to have that kind of activity I'd say that would probably do it I mean it would be either that or the courthouse so 
But yeah, I'm going to go ahead and say that my spot in Massachusetts that I would investigate is Proctor's Ledge over there in Salem. And the last stop on this week's paranormal road trip is going to be in Eureka Springs, Arkansas, or as some people like to call it, Arkansas. I hear that, uh, and I don't know if this is true or not, so if anyone in Arkansas listens to this podcast, I heard it's actually illegal to say Arkansas. So if you live in Arkansas or Arkansas, and you know this to either be true or false, please let me know. Now, what is the Crescent Hotel? Uh, It's so haunted that it's been on both Ghost Hunters, Ghost Adventures, as well as Paranormal Witness. The Crescent Hotel was built in 1886 near Natural Hot Springs as a luxury health retreat. An Irish carpenter is said to have fallen to his death from room 218 during construction. Many believe it's his ghost that actually haunts that room, which of course makes perfect sense. Later it became a woman's college where a young woman fell or was pushed to her death from a top story window and then a summer hotel. But that's not enough, no no. In 1937 a quack doctor named Norman Baker bought the Crescent and turned it into a hospital where he claimed he could cure cancer. Hence the term quack doctor. Baker had no medical training so I'm not sure that we can go ahead and call him a doctor anyway, but whatever. And many patients died under his care. Because no medical training. His treatments were often barbaric and painful, such as drilling holes in patients' skulls and performing a base and basement surgeries. Probably without anesthesia. Because quack doctor. In addition to the carpenter, the hotel is said to be haunted by former patients and hospital staff. Not surprised there. Reports of terrifying happenings include hands coming out of the bathroom mirrors. Want to see me crap my pants? A hand coming out of a mirror will do that. Cries of pain. Surgeries. Gurneys rattling down the halls, pots and pans flying across the kitchen, and doors slamming shut on their own. Spirits in Victorian dress have also been spotted in the dining room. Recently, archaeologists excavated some of Baker's medical tools. This was, I want to say, season one or very early in season two of Ghost Hunters. And I remember this episode clear as day because they tried using one of the thermal cameras to check if the information like to see the different colors in the room and somebody there was able to control that and it was very creepy I'm not saying that it was completely paranormal but I'm not saying it wasn't either so yeah I definitely would love to check out the Crescent Hotel if I'm ever in Arkansas which I mean I don't see that happening but again if you are a listener of this podcast and you have a lot of money and you want to you know, help a brother out, and this, uh, you know, I'm coming close to episode number 100, and I want to do something big for it, so investigating the Crescent would definitely qualify as big, so help me out, you know, it's worth a shot. In the meantime, I do want to thank you for listening to episode number 96 of Ranking, of, of, what podcast is this again? Yeah. 
Real Paranormal Talk. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I know what podcast it is. I just had a brain fart there for a minute. Real Paranormal Talk here on CKCC Radio. Thank you for listening, and have a good one, everyone.